Welcome back to a special crossover episode between Triple Coverage and On the Clock. I'm your host, Reagan Griffin, joined today by Cameron Lewis. And we're going to discuss the results of the first day of the on-field workouts at the Combine. And, you know, usually with, when we do Triple Coverage, we're uh, covering, you know, the, the NFL, the results from the NFL world and the news. But the news from the NFL world this week is uh, pretty much just the Combine. Yeah. So we're just going to go delve into that thing. And why don't we start with the performance that I'm sure had you, you know, LSU yes. fan I'm sure you're excited with the Justin Jefferson 443. Yes, 443 yes, four, official. Best performance from day one. I, Ju- why, yeah. Are you serious? Obviously. The best? The best. Not 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 427 Henry Ruggs. No. Wow. Okay. No, absolutely not. Absolutely Just, not. Justify that. Oh, we knew that was going to happen. I actually expected Henry Ruggs to run a, a little bit faster than that. But Jordan Jefferson running faster than Jerry Judy? I that mean, was a that was a shocker. I, I, I mean, that was a shocker. I mean, especially like with you know, a little bit of doubt from people like you and some other guys. I did My not think came he had that there. sort of speed. I'm not gonna cap. Everybody on NFL Network as he was getting ready to run was talking about they didn't expect the time to be that well. Expect this time to be low. And the man came out ran a four four four. Shout out to Jay Z, man. Man, come on now. That's, that's, and they actually bumped listen. it down to a four four three official. Oh really? Yep. Four four three. Come on, man. Yeah, that was um that, that's I'm, elite. I'm not gonna lie. I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. And you know, one of the things that people you know they give him a lot of credit for his route running. So if you combine really good route running with that sort of speed, there's definitely a spot for the dude in the NFL. I think he definitely helped his stock. He is an elite slot receiver. Slot receiver. Okay, a time will tell. Speaking of forty times, you know you got to point out the obvious. Henry Ruggs four two seven, the fastest one. How you feeling? Like I said, I thought it was going to be lower than that. I thought it was going to be a lot lower than. Oh, not a lot, but like I thought he I was, was going to be low right. four two. Yeah, low four two, obviously, like a four four two four. But I was actually talking to my friend, and I I, I guess um, people were unimpressed with the four two eight or four two seven, whatever I mean, it is. And he was like, "Yeah, he's not going to be the third receiver taking anymore stuff like that." And I'm just like, the dude was running a four. That's what I'm saying. Then Jim Nagy, who um, is over the Senior Bowl, you know, everybody, like, all the teams and stuff, they have their own, you know, Mm -hmm. clock and stuff like that. He clocked Henry Ruggs at a 4-2-4. And he said the coach next to him had Henry Ruggs at a 4-2-2. Wow. And it was also reported that another coach had Henry Ruggs at a 4-2 flat. So... I mean, those hand times, they they can be a little iffy sometimes. But it's like, it, it was... Given the context of the situation and me going in thinking that he had a shot at breaking John Ross's record, I was not disappointed, but I guess, you know, it was a bit of a letdown to see, okay, he didn't even really touch it. He he didn't really come too, too close to where it was threatening, you know, breaking the record. But, you know, 428 is still insane. You can take the top off a defense. And we we see guys like Tyreek Hill. He ran, like, I think it was a 4-2. It might have been a 4-2-8 as well, or it might be a 4-2-7. But, like, you know, you look at this difference between John Ross and Tyreek Hill, they're really isn't a whole lot in terms of speed when you see it on the field. At all. Um, so it, it'll really be the tape that tells the tale for uh, Henry Ruggs, but you know, four two eight or four two seven, which is it, it's still ridiculous. And on top of that, forty two inch vertical, which was good for third and fourth place jump uh, amongst the receivers, ten eleven broad. So yeah, he. I mean, people. He's an athlete. Man. He's a very good athlete. And what people really don't know about him, he was a basketball player before he ever stepped foot on the football field. Yeah. Um. And, you know, there's there's videos that have come out with him like windmill dunking yeah, and the last dude's days, a very very good athlete. Like no doubt about it. Um. Let me bring up one of my guys, somebody that impressed me after after the uh, Senior Bowl, and he 
really turned it up. Okay, this is not who I thought this was going to be. Denzel Mims. Yeah. Denzel was Mims, four, three, man. 4-3-6? It was a 4-3-8, which four, was good eight. for third uh, amongst the receivers. 38-inch vertical, which was good for eighth. 10-11, so he tied with uh, uh, Henry Ruggs for fourth in the broad jump. Then he ran a 6.663 cone, which was first by like a pretty wide margin. This dude's really like helping himself going into the draft, and we yeah, we man. talk about guys that have disappointed. We'll get to Lavisca Scanolt. Not a good day for Lavisca at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, Denzel Mims, he might be playing himself into that first round conversation as as a late first round receiver because he's a. Uh, as you talk about a really good Senior Bowl, a really good combine. I don't know how his interviews went, but assuming he did well in those, I, there's no reason to say that this is not a you know first round receiver because all the intangibles speak to that. Yeah. All the intents will speak to that. But, you know, I know who you were thinking I was going to say. Michael yeah. Pittman. Yeah, just, just go ahead. 4-5-2, you know, not the not the greatest time ever. Um, but within the context of this is somebody who's 6'4", 220 pounds, not known for his speed, right? Right. He could have really hurt himself if he ran a low 4-5 or possibly even into the 4-6 range. That would have hurt him a lot. So to be yeah. pushing more towards the 4-4 range, that's really good for him. And, you know, it speaks to he's not the quickest dude in the world, but he has very, very very good top end speed and he yeah. and he displayed that um and the more i talk about this dude and the more i watch the tape it just screams kenny galladay it screams kenny galladay mm. they're both six four they're both 220 pounds uh, uh Pittman ran a 4.52 kenny galladay ran a 4.50 they're like the same dude they're like almost like they, they both so go up and get it type receivers throw it deep uh underrated deep threats like they're like the same person almost and you know if you can get if you told teams hey man this uh, this Kenny Galladay player you might be able to pull him in the third round people will jump at that heartbeat you might be able to pull him because this again this draft is so deep speaking of people who are uh go up and get it Donovan Peoples-Jones 44 and a half inch vertical yeah that's that's nasty that's ridiculous. I, I did not see that coming. He really didn't do all that great in all, any of the other workouts, but that by itself is... Yeah. For, like, he, he came this close. He was just a half inch shy of Chris Conley's uh, uh, record at the Combine, which is... Yeah, it was just... I don't understand it, man. Like, some of these dudes are just ridiculous athletes, um, but who didn't do that well, I alluded to earlier, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. Not a great day for LaVisca at all. Um, four point five eight. That's not it. That's that. No. That's you know. This is a guy who was trying. I'm not to, surprised though. You're not surprised. No. The tape didn't scream out. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna be that fast, but I didn't think he was gonna be that slow. Yeah, I thought he could run at least a low four. Like, there's no reason to me why Pittman should be faster than Lavisca Chenault. Yeah. But you know that was um that definitely hurt, and he probably played his way out of the first round. I I don't think you know at this point. There's nothing that really justifies not taking Denzel Mims, for, for example, ahead of LaVisca Chanel because the tape doesn't really scream great wide receiver. It screams great football player, yeah. not great wide receiver. Um, and, you know, the speed just isn't there. The tape's going to have to tell the tale for him or if, if he wants to um, if he wants to get a, a good draft position. But, uh, you know, we were kind of on the fence about Chanel in the beginning, yeah. and he's not done himself any favors throughout this process. Um. I know we have some other guys to get into yeah. before um, from yesterday, but um, and I know we're probably gonna um, next week cover some more guys. No doubt. But um, this just happened maybe like twenty minutes ago. And I just have to. Was it Simmons? No. Oh, Makai Beckton. What do you do? Five one. Five one. How big is he? He's six seven, three sixty four. Oh my god, three sixty four. Yeah. 
Five one one. Man, some of these dudes. Five one one. Wow. So um, Wow. That's we, ridiculous. We did our mock draft a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and the one pick I've definitely just not changed on is Makai Beckton to the Giants. Jeez. And I think if anything that probably solidifies that. I still think that the Giants would want Simmons, but golly, six seven, three sixty. David Gettleman's not passing on that. Oh my goodness. He's not passing on that. Speaking of big dudes that were moving. This dude Albert and I'm gonna butcher this name. Oh yeah, Aqueg, <laughs> Albert out of Missouri. Right. Yeah, ran a four four nine. Yep. And this is a dude who was six five, two hundred and sixty pounds, running significantly faster than Chenault, running faster than Pittman, almost pushing Jerry Judy's time. Four four nine, which That's is nasty. great. But what I encourage people to remember with uh, a guy like this is right. He it wasn't a smooth four four nine. Watching it, it was like a lumbering, you know, just getting yeah. straight line speed. And you you're never gonna run forty yards straight downfield in a football game. And he just doesn't seem like the quickest dude. Um, so I'm not sure if that's really gonna be applicable. But that just speaks to the kind of athlete he is. In such a tight tight end class, you're looking at um, you know, Bryce Hopkins had a pretty good day, but you know that. Could have that could help, and you you got you have teams like Green Bay who might be looking for a tight end. Jimmy Graham might be on the outs. Yeah, um, I don't see why why they wouldn't take another look at at least take another look at this guy's tape because to go four four nine at his size is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then Jalen Rieger, yeah. not a good day for him. Not yeah. a good day because he was known as a speed guy, right? Yeah, and he ends up going what four four seven. So yeah, to to not even break the, into the four three range when yeah. you're when the at thing is low four four range exactly because that's supposed to be the, your separator yeah. and and you can't even you know you're pushing more towards four five than you are four three so that's just uh that's not a positive outlook for him um, but again what has to be remembered is some there's a difference between track speed and football speed yeah. and some dudes just don't have you know the the, the cleat or the the track speed you know in a 40 yard dash but you know you look them out on the field they're a lot faster Antonio Brown for instance right yep. he ain't been in the league in a little minute but dude ran a 4-5-40 but you know you look at him play he doesn't play a 4-5 at all so nah. the tape is going to speak to more than anything else but uh Rieger did come in a little, a little bit overweight too yeah um just yeah he, he ain't helping himself a whole lot can we talk about Hertz because he looked overweight to oh, me yeah I Hurts just didn't um like I thought that would have been his one thing right that he could stand on and in you know in a certain context and we'll get to Cole McDonald but I feel like he kind of outshined Hurts a little bit Hurts wasn't the fastest quarterback he didn't you know jump the highest he jumped the longest in terms yeah. of the broad jump where he was tied with Kelly Bryant but um I thought that this was the day that Jalen Hurts can at least separate himself as an athlete yeah. and he didn't really do that like he had don't get me wrong the numbers were all great um, for a quarterback but you know you wanted to see numbers that were great for a football player in general and I you know just didn't see that from Hurts and uh, you know his on field throwing wasn't bad the 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 guys they were they were complimenting his feet they were saying his feet are really good he has a pretty good uh, arm but you know it's <laughs> I still think he'll be a third-round quarterback because teams are going to like uh, his winning mentality. Teams are going to like his personality. Teams are going to like some of his intangibles, but I just don't see it. With what him. I'm really surprised about, and we talked about it, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that teams were going to ask him to work out as a tight end. I'm sure they did. Nah. No one asked him. No, they released, like, 
a list of guys that they asked to like work out with different position groups and stuff like that. And even one weird, weird one was they asked like Clyde at Whistler to work out at like receiver or something really? like that. But Jalen Hurts they didn't they didn't ask him to do anything else. Huh? He hasn't worked out anything else. And I thought if he could have you know d- did that, did some tight end drills, run a good forty time that you know. In the forty time, what was it? Four five nine. Yeah, just, I think, it, I think the, the second time was a little bit better than that. Okay. But, but, like, regardless, it's just, you know, for a quarterback, again, pretty good. But, like, you know, for a guy yeah. who was going to be, uh, you know, his separating skill was going to be his athleticism. Yeah, his 4-5-9, sorry, that was four, the second time. I don't, uh, four, yeah, that's just not that great. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned Cole McDonald. Yeah. That kind of came out of the blue. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. He, he was, he's a pretty darn good athlete. Um, he went... Uh, you know, fastest forty time at four five four, I believe. Highest vertical, fourth in the broad drop, second in the three cone drill amongst QBs. Like his worst drill was the the twenty yard shuttle, and even then he was eighth. So like, yeah, this dude, I don't, I, I'll have to go back and look at his tape because from what I'm reading, that his numbers are kind of inflated because Hawaii is a really pass heavy team. Yeah. Um, but I'll just have to look at his intangibles because he's just, he tested as a really good athlete. So you know, there could be a, a spot card out for him. Yeah. Um. Let's get into some of these. Uh, the actually, we, we mentioned Hopkins. He played pretty well. Herbert had a really good day. Yeah, he's starting to sell. I'm, I'm starting to like. I'm I've been sold on Herbert since January, mm. since the Rose Bowl performance. I feel you, like, cause you know, just watching him, it just never felt natural to me. But what comes natural to him is, I can tell, is his athleticism. The dude yeah. is a pretty darn good athlete for his size. Yeah. Almost six six has an arm. Almost Josh Allen esque, and not in the sense that he's going to go out there and be the second leading rusher for all quarterbacks like yeah. uh, Allen was last year, but just big, strong armed white dude with pretty good athleticism. Right. Like they, they, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert are all kind yeah. of built in the same mold. Um, and I don't know it, it, what what else are you hearing or what else jumped out to you in terms of watching the combine because it was an interesting day to say the least. A lot of turns that I just didn't see coming. Uh, Jerry Judy and CD Lamb didn't really help or hurt themselves. Uh, they, they they both kind of just stuck in their respective positions as the one and two receiver. However, you see that playing out, whether it's CD and Judy or Judy and CD. I'm not gonna lie, CD Lamb impressed me. Really? Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a later four or five time. Ah, yeah, he did hit the four five one. I remember you mentioning yeah. that before. Yeah, I thought he was gonna go like a four five five or something like that. So that that impressed me. Um, for me, man, the combine is um, it's it, it, you know, you can take it for what it is, but you know, I try not to overanalyze, you know, too much forty times right. vertical jump stuff like that. For me, um, the combine is just more of the prelude to free agency. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to kind of tap into that since it's, you know, a mixture of both podcasts, but just a, a couple like reports and stuff that's been coming out that really caught my eye more than the actual combine. Right. So like, and I mean, it still has to do with the combine, of course. So like the Redskins, like, you know, interviewing Tua and Joe Burrow, I mean, obviously doing due diligence. Yeah. But I think it's serious. It came out today that they're, just, they're seriously looking at taking the quarterback, but I felt that way regardless. See, I'm not a Dwayne Haskins guy, and I feel like both of those guys are franchise-changing quarterbacks. To me, initially, I thought it was a bluff just in terms of saying, hey, if you want one of these, or if you want to, you got to uh, come, right. come and trade up together. Yeah. And I thought Which it was I mean, a bluff, but the more I be, think about it, right? I'm, I'm not a Haskins guy, and I, I can see a coach like Rivera coming in not wanting to blow up too much mm-hmm. and giving Haskins another year, but at the same time, if you have a guy 
guy like Tua that's on the board that Tua and you feel like hey this can be our guy for the next 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. I mean we just saw the Cardinals do it last year right I mean they, they had um, Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen and I think he's a, a, a good young quarterback prospect but they just found someone who they like found better. somebody who they thought can be their franchise guy and I mean they moved off of him and I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this and it's really an interesting question man I'll ask it to you if if injuries were just out of the question right Tua right. never dislocates his hip is is Joe Burrow still the number one quarterback in this yes. class in your opinion yes <laughs> I agree with you because it, it's real tough because the I've seen a larger sample size from Tua, and I've seen him do it over a longer period of time. But in terms of who I've seen play better, it's Joe. Even though it was just for this year, he was the better quarterback. Like he put on the best performances. Um, But it's just real tough because there's a there's a really strong argument to be made for Tua as well. Yeah, and it really could be up to preference. And if health isn't a question and his hip is fine and he's going to be able to play even as quickly as next season you know it, it could it could be a question yeah. it, uh, you know even if the Bengals still believe in, in uh, Joe Burrow it could be a question who goes to number two with the Washington Redskins like you uh, you alluded to because yeah. maybe Haskins isn't their guy and even with the team with the number three pick the Lions it came out today from Stafford my one out yeah from um, NFL Network so I mean this is this, this is kind of what I look for for the combine I mean like you said a lot of it is smoke mm-hmm. but I feel like you know where there's smoke there's obviously fire right. so I mean that's interesting I mean of course the Brady news came out but I don't really know if that surprised anybody right um how about a, can I mention this dude? Uh, this dude out of Notre Dame, Chase Claypool, yeah. six four, two hundred and forty pound wide receiver, four four five forty yard dash. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like you, t- that's somebody that size running that fast. It oh, oh, did not mean to do that, but that is his forty. I guess he's running right now, <laughs> and he looks fluid while running. It's a it's a fluid running motion. It's it's not like you know I, I was talking about Albert uh, Albert from Missouri, <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't a fluid running motion. This guy, it, you could tell it's a true four four. Um, but yeah, man, this this quarterback stuff it it could really shake up the draft, and you know a lot of it is teams trying to play leverage and uh, you know see if teams will be willing to trade up. But I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think there could be you know something there in terms of the Washington Redskins, the Detroit Lions actually yeah. looking and and considering taking Tua, which would really shake up this year's draft because I, to this point it's been solid Joe Burrow then Chase Young yeah. then probably Okuda then then you get into the real you know nitty gritty of projections but um, if, if Tua goes second that could really change a lot because now you're looking at the Lions and you're saying are you really going to pass up on a prospect like, like, Chase, like Young? Chase Young and I mean that's the same question for the Redskins yeah but, uh, are you really going to you know I think Isaiah Simmons is the ultimately the better prospect but don't get it twisted Chase Young is a dude like he is a, that. that's almost a guaranteed premier pass rusher and which is you know the second best most important position on the field are you just going to pass that up for for somebody with Tua who could have health questions yeah. and like, but um, I don't know, man. It is it's gonna get really interesting in the coming weeks. And you mentioned, you know, possibly talking about free agency. You know, that's gonna be a, a very big indicator of what teams are intending on doing going into this year. 
right? Yeah. Because some if they start filling holes during free agency, that tells you, okay, they're not looking to these uh these positions in the draft. Um, I'm still holding out hope, man. I, I want <laughs> Rugs to go to my Eagles. I need that. I need that because you know we need the speed and the fact that he didn't break the record helps me a little bit because that tells me okay, teams aren't just gonna freak out. And, you I know, still don't think he gets past the Raiders. It was, I'm hoping that the Raiders see something in love. Because I honestly, if they're not sold on car, and it, it seems like that's assuming that love even gets to twelve, though. Man, that's true. Because these quarterbacks, man, Herbert, yeah, Herbert won't fall think, past the Chargers. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, so it's and if not, somebody's going to move up. Like there's some teams in the back end or like mid teens that I can see moving up for a quarterback, the Jaguars, right. um, teams like that. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting. There's something else I wanted to bring up. I don't remember. <laughs> um, Lost my train of thought. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, apparently Jacob Eason, he was in he was in conversations for late first round potential. I keep him hearing him connected to the Bucks. I, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan. He's not doing well in his interviews. Apparently, teams aren't like yeah, that. And that, that. That's what you um I remember you saying. He's like, okay, it's going to be sold on him selling himself as as a character guy yeah. to these teams. And if he's not doing well in the interviews, he's definitely. At most, a second-round quarterback, and you know, depending on what teams see from him from a talent and a tangible standpoint, could be a third-round quarterback, because you know, the, some of these dudes are, are you know pretty impressive, and you know, it, it'll. <sighs> Jalen Hurts, I want it for Jalen Hurts, I really do. But oh, I remember what I wanted to say. <laughs> What's that? You were talking about you, you want your Eagles to get rugs. Yeah, um, I need it. You know who I want my Saints to get, but he kind of ruined that for me yesterday, didn't he? Jeff Jefferson, I think there's still a shot. Because there's just I don't know about that. You okay? So Judy and C.D. Lamb are definitely going to be the first ones off the board. Then you go Rugs, right? Yeah, but I feel like I, I think Rugs going to be the third receiver taken. But I, I feel like somebody right after can just. It's just going to come for Judy. For Jefferson, yeah. for Je- yeah, for Jefferson. Well, man, if you end up with Denzel Mims, because that, that's my train of thought right now. If we don't get, um, if we don't get rugs, I want Mims, because this dude just everything just screams really good receiver. For he, him. I don't know if he's gonna fall. I don't know if he's gonna be a first round guy. I think he I'm just be. looking. So like, after your Eagles, there's the there's the Bills. Okay, mm-hmm. they're gonna take. Okay, rugs is not falling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rux is not falling to 21. I didn't know the Eagles had hope? 21. He's not, fall, he's not falling there. Can I hope, man? He's not falling there. I can't I mean, have a little Dem- bit of hope. There's Denver. There's Jacksonville. Denver got receivers. They don't need receivers. Nah, Jacksonville has they don't have good. No, they don't have no speedster. I mean, man. the Jaguars have chalk. I don't... The Eagles... I think CD Lamb's going 8. So... 8 to the... Arizona. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, I will say... Judy, maybe the Jets... If the, he falls to the Raiders, the Colts, I mean. There have been rumblings of the Eagles possibly looking into trading up um, to try to get Henry Ruggs. Because the thing is, if you stay pat at 21, the Bills are right behind you. And yeah. there's a shot that they try to trade up. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. The Eagles, they've uh, accumulated some draft assets Excuse me, in recent years. I just know that Jefferson made it really hard for him to wear black and gold yesterday. I still, which I am 100% okay with because... You were eating crow now. So I mean, it's yeah. Fine. I am. I'm not gonna lie. I I did not think he had that level of speed in him, which is it's it's good to see. My you always guy has see, been uh, working, man. You always want to see dudes uh, do well. Oh, Another definitely. LSU guy, man, Stephen Solomon. Yeah. You know, people talk about uh, a Moss as the guy, but you know he had a pretty good. He, he just played a pretty be, good you know, athletic. Noted that Moss has an injury, but they said that he should be. Yeah. Ready. But um, who do you think is better between the two? 
Moss. Moss? Yeah. Okay, because Sullivan tested as a really good athlete. Really, really good, actually. He was, he was uh, top three, top two in a lot of the uh, the uh, tests. And then this dude, Cole Komet, out of Notre Dame, also tested pretty well at the tight end position. I don't know, the tight ends, you know, when we first started getting into this, I'm like, the tight end class is kind of weak. Yeah, Komet's, Komet's a beast, bro. They, they, uh, they're they starting to step up a little bit. They're, they're showing something. And I feel like this kind of happens every year where I look at the tight end class, I'm like, uh, it's not that good. And then you start seeing what they're actually capable of. And, you know, that's one position that scouts are always going to look at and say, okay what type of athlete are you first because teams always think that they can take a really good athlete that's big and turn him into a tight end that, that's one trend that's always I mean you look at Julius Thomas for the uh, the Broncos yeah. a couple years back they'll always bet on the athleticism first and foremost when it comes to that position um but yeah, man, it's been very interesting. Um, we'll definitely keep updated with everything that's going uh, going on. This ridiculous. That dude Beckton ran five one, carrying that much weight around. That is that is absolutely inking in New York Giant. Man, but um, we'll definitely keep you updated throughout this entire process. We just wanted to get something quick in yeah. for yesterday's combine. Uh, so with that said, I think that'll close out this episode. You got any last words? Um. Something I just wanted to bring up because it was it was really funny to me. Hey um, man, bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> it's probably gonna aggravate you a little bit. Oh, here well, we go. no, you're probably gonna laugh. Um, a reporter asked Jerry Jones, um, uh, if um, if he's been open to a Des Bryant reunion, and he's his answer. Yo, was, he's in the shower. I thought about it a lot in the, in the shower. shower. Yeah, all right, Jerry. <laughs> so well, I just you know want, what he needs to be to thinking about him. is paying Dak Prescott forty million dollars. I hope that's what he's thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, after everything that they've talked about with him, all the hype that they did. I mean, I wouldn't think you, about paying that. You got to. Yeah. You have to. You backed yourself. You put yourself in that position to where you have to. <sighs> hold on, hold on. Did you hear that? It's the franchise tag. That's that's, oh, that's what needs to happen. That's disrespectful. That's what needs to happen. That is disrespectful. You want forty million dollars? You need to be franchise tagged. Who is the last quarterback that got franchise tag that stayed with the team after being franchise tagged? Have no idea. It, it it don't happen. Kirk that's Cousins fu- got the tag. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Who who else? I I, for, I forget the other name. If I'm the Cowboys, that's fine. If you want forty million dollars, you can leave. Man, there's one quarterback in the NFL that deserves forty million dollars a year, and he should be the only one to get it. Well, now I guess that that speaks to. And we've um, talked about this already. So. I mean, yeah. I mean that that speaks to because uh, you know all, all this time Cowboys fans have been talking about how good Dak Dak Prescott is, and you know how much better he is than Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, and da 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 da. He's the he's this that the other he's clutch he can run blah 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 he protects the football but when it's time to put up that money now we get to see the true feelings oh he ain't that good he ain't worth that much money now all the all the real feelings about Dak Prescott no it's not that it's just that you want Patrick Mahomes money and you haven't had a Patrick Mahomes I mean, the, game yet. The, the market's been set. The market was set with Carson Wentz. That's why I'm so glad the Eagles got to him first. And they Carson Wentz him. has an argument for $40 million before Dak Prescott has an argument of course. for and $35 I, million. I completely agree with you. But after everything that's happened, Franchise you set yourself. Him, yeah. Franchise tag him. And then kiss him goodbye. That's fine. Then kiss him goodbye. Hey. That's fine. He can, you know, Jerry, he'll bring Tony out of retirement. Oh, my gosh. Lord <laughs> have mercy. I, somebody was just telling me. I think it was Julio. He was just telling me. <laughs> Tony Romo's getting paid more money, more money to yeah. to talk about Dak Prescott than Dak Prescott is being paid to actually play the game. And that's ridiculous, but he still isn't there for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fourth round pick, and I, I was watching uh, one of those talk shows the other day. And he was saying, you know, if Dak Prescott was a first or second round pick, he would have been had his bag by now, um, which I agree with. But in the same vein, it's like you know, at some point you got to put up or shut up with the guy. Yeah, you got to put up or shut up, and you know. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens because they got all these dudes that they got to bring back and Amari Cooper and Byron Jones, all these young extensions that are going to come. Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. I think they already got to him, though. But um, they're going to have to pay a lot of that young talent and something's going to have to give. And yeah. if it's Dak Prescott, I'm going to need... I'm I'm getting receipts. I'm collecting receipts right now for all the noise that was talked about Carson Wentz not being as good as Dak Prescott. Well, let's see which one got the bag. Oh, that's simple. I don't know why people still do that. It's mostly cowboy fans. Yeah, Wentz Wentz is obviously better than. Yeah, and you know, I I just have to collect my receipts. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, that'll do it for this episode. We'll definitely keep you updated. I cannot wait. A matter of fact, let's do this. Give me one bold prediction for the remainder of the combine. Ah, uh, I went. Uh, Rugs running four two eight, right? Mm-hmm. Four two seven. Isaiah Simmons is going to match. You took my Isaiah Simmons one. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I wanted to say something about Isaiah Simmons. Oh, why'd you do that? Uh no, man. That's yeah. I agree with you. I don't. I don't think he'll go that fast. That's ridiculous. That that'd be ridiculous if he went sub four three. He can run a four three flat. But like, he'll definitely hit four three. I think. Oh, you took my Isaiah Simmons one. I was gonna say Isaiah Simmons could have the best. You know, he might break up. You remember last year, uh, Shaq Bear or Shaq Griffin? He, yeah. I think I think he's gonna break that record. Um, man, now I have to think of a different one. Bold prediction for the remainder of the combine. Uh, let's think about these running backs. Jonathan Taylor goes four three. Oh, my friend told me that earlier. He, Jonathan he loves he loves sweet he called he calls him sweet feet. He, he loves sweet feet. He's another one of those dudes that's like kind of a lumbering runner, but he's fast. He's 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 fast. So I think Jonathan Taylor goes four three. Possibly is the fastest of all the the top tier running backs. Faster than Swift. Faster than uh Dobbins. Wow. I don't know if the guy from Louisiana Lafayette is running, but he's like a track guy. Oh, okay. So I, I love my track guys. There. I love my he, track he's guys. He's really fast, but yeah, I took your Simmons one. And yeah. I'll, I'll do you one better too. AJ Dillon is also going to go four four, easy. Okay. Might push four three, but yeah, I, I'm confident saying he'll go four four. Uh, so definitely stay on the lookout for those running backs. Stay on the lookout for everything. As a matter of fact, because the combine, yeah, uh, although it's not as important as the tape, it still speaks volumes because you get to see, you know, what these guys are capable of athletically. So with that said, that'll do it for this episode, this special crossover episode of Triple Coverage and On the Clock. This has been Reagan Griffin, joined by Cameron Lewis. Thank you guys as always. Go make sure you check out our other work on Square One Media on Medium.com. Go check out our other podcasts um go check out the things we have coming out on youtube all that good stuff and with that said we will see you next time